Hello, hello. What's up, babes? It's your girl, Asia Absin. Welcome back to episode 46 of the Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying podcast. I have a dope interview for you, babes, today. You know, for two years, I have been talking about possibly doing a dating episode of Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying, Um, but I wanted to have the perfect interviewer, the perfect, like, co-host for the episode because I know I've got some interesting views and I wanted to provide you babes a little bit of balance. So I think we have got it today with G.L. Lambert. So this is going to be a bomb episode. Also, babes, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Um, I am in Park City, Utah right now, skiing with my friends, you know, doing rich bitch things having a blast, but I miss you guys and I still wanted to get this episode out to you. So let's jump right into it. And also special shout out to everybody who participated in the uh, giveaway that I did last week. Shout out to Abigail who won her favorite hat from the merch store. If you are not participating in the giveaways, you are missing out. Make sure you join my email list so you can be informed when new episodes drop, so you know when giveaways are happening, when you know about contests, when you that way you know about everything that's popping in the Get Rich universe. Now, let's jump into the show. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying. Today, I have best-selling author of Ho Tactics, Men Don't Love Women Like You, the Unicorn Delusion and More, host of the Far From Basic podcast, an all-around dating and relationship expert, G.L. Lambert with me today. Welcome to the show, G. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to be on the show. It's like, um, I think you've been hitting me on IG for the longest. The longest. And, Facts and I had no idea you had a podcast. And I was like, wow. It's like, you, you hit me on Clubhouse. I was like, oh, she has a, a nice voice. It's like, you sound like an interviewer. Like, forget Megyn Kelly. You should be on uh, these channels. That's what uh, I'm saying. Run me my money, CBS, exactly. Fox. Well, not Fox. But somebody should be running me a uh, seven-figure check to talk. I concur. There you go. So it's um it's my pleasure to be on the show. And um I listened to a few episodes. You do a great job. And um I'm very proud of the work you're doing, miss. Thank you. I so, so, so appreciate that. Um. So like Gio said, I have been looking for him for the longest, being persistent in his DMs, letting him know, you know, A, that I appreciate his work and his content, but B, trying to hit that soft sell to get him on the show and look at God, you know, you stay true to it and it works right on now because not only is GL with me today, but he claims that he's going to let me come on Far From Basic. I am going to let you come on Far From Basic. Because I'm it's, it's, it's it's already happening. It's like um, it's locked less. in. It's, it's locked in. Perfect. Because I really wanted you on the show today because we have such similar uh, viewpoints on men, women dating, like whole life, the whole thing. But sadly, uh, many women don't receive the information from me. They feel like they need to receive it from a man. So that's why, like, I just once I saw that you had a new book coming out. That was it. This this was the time for you to be on the okay. show. Yeah, so, it's the, the the book is out, so it's like, you know, I'm um, I'm getting a lot of good feedback, and it's like a lot of updated information from the um old book, um, Men Don't Love Women Like You. So it's good to see people's like 
yeah, it can work. It, you can Spartan up even during a pandemic. And that was the purpose of this book is like, first off, everybody's crying about an audiobook, So like that was my main point of emphasis when doing this uh, new project. And then the second one was like, it's a pandemic. What do I do? What do I do? Like this year has been booming in terms of emails I'm getting and messages I'm getting about all these house days. Everybody's going on house days. So I'm like, look, you can't blame the pandemic for you lowering your standards to going over people's homes. And I'm like, I'm getting all these negative stories, but I'm also getting positive stories. I've seen so many engagements. Like my cousin got married. Um, one of the, um, the women I had on my podcast uh, this week, she got engaged on the pandemic after like you know, they were forced to actually um, figure out a new way to date. And it led to like some really deep love and um, communication um, level up. So it's like it can happen for you. So this book is definitely about um, dating step by step in a blueprint type of way where it's like, don't follow my script, but try to follow my philosophy and it can happen for you. House dates. That's the most ghetto thing I've ever heard of. My God, I can't even... Oh, if anybody is listening to my podcast or listening to GL speak right now and you go on house dates, think house dates are cute, block me back. Just do me a favor. Block me. But they'll tell you, like, where else am I going to go? It's a pandemic. What are we supposed to do? It's like there's always going to be so many people filled with excuses about there's nothing else to do. But there's always something else to do. Like, for instance, this woman, um, she's a doctor who was dating a, a nurse at her hospital and she was telling him, you got to take me out on a hike. You got to take me out on a picnic. It's like, we're not just going to hang and talk in the car. It's like, I'm a doctor. I'm not going to hang at my hospital in a car drinking Period. wine coolers. Disgusting. So it's like, you got to have boundaries. You got to you gotta step up. You got to have standards. So like, even in a pandemic, yeah, house dates. It's a no for me, dog. You, you hearing this from GL. It's not just me, girls. You are hearing this from a man and he's telling you it's a scam. Don't fall for it. Okay, so um, the title of the new book, Date Like a Spartan, is already so exciting. Like, everybody knows uh, conceptually what a Spartan is, but tell us exactly what a Spartan is in regards to dating, and how does a Spartan date? A Spartan in my world, it's like, we all know, like, the 300 story of, like, the the, the 300 platoon that couldn't, I mean, they lost, but then they, like, they went all out on a shield. It's like, they didn't give up. They went against all odds. So like in my world, it's like you have to be a Spartan in terms of your mentality. Like you can't give up no matter what the odds are telling you, like, oh, I'm this, I'm that. Whatever, whatever you think your flaw is, you can't use that as an excuse. You can still win or you can you can die trying to win. Kind of like the name of your show. It's a Spartan goes out on her shield. She tries the hardest and she does not care about what anybody thinks. So that's my whole mentality of like you got to Spartan up. You got to be like for it tough when it comes to like this um this dating world and when it comes to dating like a spartan it's basically dating with yourself as the center of the universe being selfless in your pursuit of happiness and not worrying about well oh am i being too mean am i being disloyal you're dating you're not in a relationship this is not monogamy it's like you supposed you're supposed to be dating multiple people you're supposed to be fielding offers you're the ceo of your own company and these people want to get employed by you they can't just walk in they look cute on an interview oh you got the job where does that happen at like come on you, you got to be a, you got to be smart wait 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 it's the fielding offers for me fielding offers come on somebody come on fielding you know what i'm so excited <laughs> I'm just so excited that you are about to gather 
these people's lives, I tell them, GL, they don't listen to me. So maybe if they hear it from you, they will get it. Hire and fire accordingly. You are the CEO. You are the captain of your ship. Just because you went on one date with one boy and what he showed up on time, that means that that's your new man and you owe him loyalty. Like, come on, ladies, we have got to do better. That's why GL is here. And I think that my next round of questions are going to require a cocktail. So this is a perfect time for GL's Get Rich Cocktail of the Week. Hit me. What do you sip on? What are they drinking uh, in the Maryland slash L.A. streets? Tell me more. (laughs) My favorite cocktail has to be the Dirty Martini. It has to have three olives. It has to be vodka based, not gin based. See, my friends... My friends out here in L.A., they always give me shit about you got to um, have the gin. The gin is more botanical. I don't care about botanics. I, I want the vodka. The vodka is the way to go. So Dirty Martini, throw three dollars three in that thing. Um, I think the way you make it is with driver move um, vodka, of course, uh, a little bit of uh, olive juice. You 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 can shake it or stir it like, you know, James Bond. I'm up for mine uh, shaking. Uh and that's it. That's my my drink of choice. Like I'm always sipping on one of those things. I am so, so surprised cheers. you said that. I did not expect you to say a dirty vodka martini at all. Is that like from your Maryland uh, roots, or did you get on no. that in LA? In Baltimore, we was drinking still reserve out the can in the backyard. Ooh. We 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 thugging it out over there. Hennessy. Uh, no, we we couldn't even afford Hennessy. We were <laughs> drinking like Crown Royal on the steps in a brown paper bag. <laughs> No, you can hide it. You can't hide it. Oh, I'm hey. I'm no, dead. but um, no, I I got into it. It was um, I think it was Jim Rome, the famous uh sports um radio host, who would like he he's like yeah this weekend I'm crushing uh a martini. I'm like, why is he always talking about martini? So I went to a restaurant that night and I was like, can I get this dirty martini and taste what Jim Rome says? I'm like, this is horrible. And then by the time I was over, I was like, oh, this is good. Like, give me another one. So it's definitely an acquired taste. I will uh agree with you on that one. So now that we have a cocktail poured up, uh, I want to tell you that I surveyed some of my listeners from the podcast. We did a little chat on Instagram and I asked them, if you could ask a dating expert, a guy, any question, what would it be? So I've got a couple questions for you Uh and the people need answers. So let's just go ahead and dive on in. So question number one, Dasha asked, There is a stigma centered around women who inquire about a man's finances, which puts a lot of women between a rock and a hard place when wanting to know a man's financial habits before dating him. How could this conversation be approached? I I don't think you can um, figure it out before dating him. I think it it comes during the dating process as he dates you and you get to see how he spends in the conversation in regards to like, A, the first question any woman should ask when considering about dating a man, and I talk about this in the book about the pre-date, is where do you work and um, what do you do at work? It's not about your title or if you have a job. It's like, what's the company? What do you actually do when you you do you check? Do you clock in in the morning? Do you make your own schedule? Like, what do you actually do at work 
don't just give me a title because a lot of people say I'm such and such engineer and that means nothing. Like my one friend worked in a, um, a call center. He said he was uh, a technical. I'm like, that's not even that's not even your job, bro. So don't listen to like the BS that men give you about like I work here and I do this because anybody can say I work at Bank of America and do this and then just a teller. So actually find out what they do in their title. And from there, you can probably get a good estimate of like, OK, this position makes this much money without you even have to ask directly, because regardless of how much they're making or not making, you want to see if they're stingy or not. Because a poor man and a rich man can both either trick or be stingy in their own ways. But it's like if we go on the first date, my whole big thing is like the first date, you let a man pick. You say, OK, where do you want to take me? It's your choice. It's not being weak or, or, or submissive in this point. It's like, show me how you court and how you what's my value to you in terms of like where you want to take me or whatever. And then the second date is like. I'm going to see if he can match what I like to do in a normal because some people don't like a lot of dinner dates. Some people are more into activities and stuff. So on that second date, if you're about money, it's like, all right, I'm going to take him to a place where I know I'm going to get into his pockets with this bottle of wine and, and uh, this $200 steak, whatever the hell you want to do. But it's the way he spends his job, posi- his job position. And then when it comes to like um, talking about his past, like his school, um, it's easy to talk about school loans when you're talking about the subject of college. Like, oh, how long did it take you to pay off your uh, student loans? Oh, they in default. It's like, like, it's easy to get in the, like, think about men. Men will tell on themselves once they get comfortable. <laughs> and once they start, like, if you start asking the right trigger questions, it's like, they will tell you what you need to know, but you got to be bold enough to say, tell me about your student loans, or um, uh, do you plan on buying a home soon, or do you um, have a home? When did you first purchase? It's like, those little things add up to a person's financial portfolio, so... You just got to ask those type of questions. It's not being direct. It's about being beating around a bush and playing this, this tennis match of back and forth and seeing if he exposes himself. I love that. Um, I, I Again, couldn't agree more. Two major takeaways that I want you ladies to focus on from that. One, never. Well, I don't know if I want to use the word never, but uh, oh, do I want to say never? OK, let's go with never. Sure. <laughs> never pick the location of the first date. And I say that because we are in the year of our Lord, 2020. It's a Zagat guide, a Yelp review, an open mm-hmm. table. There is no excuse. I don't want to hear anything about a man saying, oh, I don't know where to take you. Please. There are 5 million thousand resources, um, you know, for him to figure out what restaurant he wants to take you to. And you will know off top if he's suggesting to take you to, you know, Giorgio Baldi or if he wants to take you to Olive Garden, you know, right then and there, A, what his situation is and B, or, and more importantly, what he thinks of you and do not get dressed up and uh, played and be taken somewhere that you would never actually eat or that is not of your liking. So I agree with that 100 percent. And um, what was my second? One? I forgot, <laughs> but it was damn good. I'm going to remember it. But um, you a know, lot was said. See, it's yes, easy. Cause so, I'll, I'll, I'll go on forever if you let me. So you got to so yeah. much good value. Oh, that's what you were saying. Predate. 1 million percent predate. So, so many women are asking me like, um, or they come to me with these heartbreaking stories about all kind of shenanigans at every stage of dating and relationships. And my question is like, how did it even get that far? How did you not have a phone conversation with this person and ask like the simple questions of, you know, what do you do for a living? Or like, where'd you go to school? So 
That's 100% right. You have to pre-qualify somebody. Your time is too valuable to spend six weeks dating somebody or have already slept with someone before you get to those core questions when you could pre-qualify them to see if they're even on your caliber or on your level or if you guys even have anything in common. Right, right. I think that's epic advice. All right, second question. This is from my girl Maddie. She has two questions. So her first one is, when do men decide to settle down? Well, a man knows within the first two weeks if you're the one. Like, a man knows, like, I would say, like, at least by that first month of day, like, in two weeks, we know. We know, like, all right, this she's different. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take us long. Because as men, we've dated and had sex with so many, most of us anyway, so many women by the time we hit, like, our mid-20s. Mm-hmm. It's like it's been a buffet. And we know damn near all personality types, all attitudes, all uh, sweetness levels, all boredom levels. So within two weeks, if you're going right, whenever women have gone left, he's going to be like, I got to take her off the streets. It's like <laughs> no man is not going to take you off the streets if you're doing everything different that, that his ex or like his other situation is doing. It's like because, you know, he's going to be dating other girls at the same time. And if you're jumping off the page, of course, he's going to like. He may not want to cut off his roster so fast, but he's going to have no choice because he wants to, to take you home. So it's like she's the one. So I think a man knows early. So if you're waiting months in, like he's already told you what he feels. Period. Uh, I think she meant a little bit more like age range, I imagine, is what she was trying to say. Like when do men decide uh, kind of in their journey in life that they're ready to settle down? I think uh, – that's a harder one to um, answer because it, it depends on the mentality and who the man is. It's like um, there's so many factors that go into a man's maturity level. Most importantly, his home life and his um, how he was raised, his relationship with his mother and father and like the relationships he's seen. Because there's men that's in their 40s that are still looking to like their mother's relationships and as a reason not to ever settle down or looking mm-hmm. towards their high school girlfriend as a reason they're never going to settle down because she cheated on him. So 30 freaking years ago. A lot of PTSD goes into like a man's um, fear of of commitment. So I think like you just there's no set time or age. It's just about the man. And when you date, you're going to you're going to be able to ask a man and see his his dating history and see his family history. And you'll get a good sense of like this is a 30 year old man who clearly is looking to settle down versus this is a 30 year old man who's still like shrugging his shoulders about the whole process of love. And you'll hear it in their, um, their attitude. Like, I don't believe in that stuff. A man will tell you, they will literally tell you they don't believe in love. They don't believe in all that stuff. And but those are the ones that these girls decide to go for and get pregnant by because they think they can change them. I think that's another thing. It's like, it's the, uh, the willingness, the ego wants to uh, be able to be special special and make sure and like his baby mama wasn't able to, to change him i can't or these girls who he's dating can't change him but i can't i can't change him like i talked to a lot of women that date um these athletes and like you know the type of life they're living but there's like i'm not a groupie i'm different i can do what this girl can't do or this but celebrity every single girl, girl says like, that and they come to me months later yes yeah, such and such can't um ended up <laughs> not talking to me anymore i hate that team i'm like don't hate the team <laughs> hate your own self for, for trying to fix or the man playing yourself yeah. yeah i agree i agree perfect uh maddie's second question was well let me preface it a little bit that in chapter 17 of date like a spartan you deep dive into online dating so this is a perfect question so maddie wants to know what stands out to men in online dating profiles 
Well, it's always going to be the picture. Like he's 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 primarily looking at how you look. And in the in the chapter, I talk about uh the three go to photos to have. It's like the headshot, the uh, full body body, and um and you out and about in the world. I think was the uh, three examples just to give a side of your personality. And I say that because one of my friends who um he recently got engaged off of Bumble. And the first picture he sh- he's had of the girl, he wasn't that impressed by her looks. He's like, oh, she looks okay. I don't really like this this hair color. She had like a, a strawberry blonde dye job, and he wasn't into that. He likes some more natural. Because men are picky when it when it comes to a screen versus like out at a bar. It's like it's totally different. Like a guy will hit on you in person, and then online he'll be kind of um on an app he'll be like, ah, I don't know about that. It's kind of weird. But anyway, um the second picture that he showed because we were there scrolling through her pictures, and he showed me. He's like, oh, she's a runner. Look at her running, um, and she's fit, and like that turned him on. It was like the profile, intrigued his interest. Yeah, the profile wasn't that much, but the other one was. So it's always gonna be shallow, Re- regardless of what's going on. It's like it's always gonna be a shallow um, like or dislike, and you get around like everyone's beautiful. So it's like you can work your angles and do certain things to always get that. You know how to, every woman knows how to thirst trap. Come on. So anyway, um. After that, it, it comes down to like a uh, personality on the apps. It's like when somebody like on Bumble, you got to message the guy first. So you really got to be able to showcase like, all right, I got I got some wit and some humor to me, which really can't be taught. It's something like you got to bring out of yourself. And if you're a grown woman and you have friends, you must have a personality. You can make somebody laugh. So it's about bringing that onto that app. But if he messaged you and like most of these guys are going to write you stupid stuff because they're all going to be dry. Like, hey, you look good. It's going to be it's going to be something weak like that. So you got to like, all right, how do I open them up? And that's what I get to in that chapter where it's like, how do you elicit a more creative response? Because this guy's probably shooting off four or five of those things in a row. So he's not going to be creative. He's like, all right, this is number seven. of Copy the girls. and paste in the yeah. same message. It's a so numbers it's like, game. It is a numbers game. Sadly, sadly. And um, just, you know, you guys know me. You've been listening to this show for two years. I don't know if I've ever said this, but let me reiterate. I am not Team Bumble. I'm not a fan. I am not interested in messaging a man about a goddamn thing. But y'all do y'all. Listen, GL says it's cool. So I just want to offer that I do not agree. Why don't you like uh, Bumble? Because uh, it's against my religion. Like I'm not messaging a man about a goddamn thing. I want to. I want a specific. Like what's <laughs> like what's the difference between Bumble and, and messaging somebody on any kind of social media or whatever? As far as the dating, I'm not messaging anybody first about dating at all ever in life. I'm just not into. In my so you perspective, don't, so you don't you don't shoot your shot. No, no. Why? So I'm you not, only you only date men that come into your radar. No, what I'm saying is, if I'm interested in somebody, I will position myself. I will let them know that I am alive and well. How do you position yourself in the world of uh, the online world? So I definitely like dating apps. I'm a fan of dating apps. Don't get me wrong. Like, I met my current ting on Hinge. But um, would I ever be on any app that I would have to message somebody first? No, it's a no for me. And then, like, if. Instagram wise, I know a lot of people use Instagram for dating. I just have never done that. I've never found anybody that was so lit that I felt like I need to slide into their DMs. I mean, other than Drizzy Drake, but he not paying attention to me. Well, I've known <laughs> some people who've got a Drizzy Drake by shooting a shot. And it's, oh, I believe it. It's, it's, it doesn't it doesn't hurt. I think it any man hurt. Is, any man is attainable, mm-hmm. but you got to be proactive a lot of times because, especially with the the mindset of men today, like the the current generation 
they are a bit more reserved. Not, I wouldn't say shy, but they're they're afraid of rejection. They have low self esteem. It's it's not it's not just low self esteem. It's this fear of like just like how how women are like I don't want to shoot my shot at a guy because I don't want somebody ignoring me or telling me they got the girlfriend. I hear that a lot of times, and it's you. the same thing with men. It's like nobody wants to say hey or no thank you. Mm-hmm. Like unless it's a job interview where he's like I'm gonna go for this job. It is what it is. Like we're, we're used to that rejection, but when it comes to somebody saying no, which because saying no means either a you're not pretty enough for me, b you're not entertaining enough for me, or or, or all of the above. So nobody mm-hmm. wants to hear that. So even with men, like men aren't robots. Like we're all the same. It's like males, especially ones raised by their mothers and, and having this sensitive side, they don't want to hear no. Especially these athletes and rappers, as I've seen, they're very um, sensitive. They don't want to hear no. So a lot of times these girls are getting, especially with the whole tactics, they're getting it all all the way in them because they know how to like finesse their egos. Like they're coming at them in a way they aren't used to being come at um come at, and it's like. See, I told you it was going to work. And they're like, cha-ching, because it does work. It's like it's, it's like these men are easy to get at because they're so they're not used to being pursued in and, that way. Pursued in a way where it's like you're not just trying to thirst trap them or like, hey, when I want to fly out. It's yeah, you like, really hey, have something to offer and, let's, and let's are talk. interested in them. Yeah, let's talk. Let's let's clown around. And like they're not used to that stuff because all men are just little boys. So if you can trigger that little boy instance no matter who it is it's like they're going to be all over you like oh she's fun to talk to she's cool da 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 it's one guy um uh, especially when the um the uh nfl season when it was like up when the, um they didn't know if it's going to start or not this one dude was blowing up this girl with face uh facetime it's like i thought athletes were busy this guy's been blowing <laughs> me up every day it's like because the way you came at him he you blew him it. away it's like of course he can go get any girl he probably has a lot of girls but like he wants to talk to you all day because you're fun to talk to. And that's that's the thing about going in going in first and, and shooting your shot. It's like it opens up all kinds of opportunities that wouldn't be there. Because he's not well, going to Well, y'all DM me about it. Let me know how that goes. Because it's a no for me. But um, get back to me, girls. Let me know how the shooting your shot works out for y'all. Especially on Bumble. Because, oh no, I would I'd die first. <laughs> I've got another question for you. Francois asks. We like when a man makes decisions and plans and shows us that he can lead, but we are so used to doing things alone that sometimes it is difficult to allow him to lead even when we want him to. What advice would you give a woman to navigate that? First, you got to do the internal work of why do you want to always be in control? I think it goes back to like, all right, you want somebody to lead, but then you get an attitude sometimes and like because you're so used to doing it. So before you can even you can't expect a man to fix your internal issues and say, I can read your mind. I'm going to take control because if you're giving him hostility when he's like, oh, let's go there. <sighs> we didn't even talk. But it's like, what do you want? You can't be so um, conflicting in your nature that you're going to send these mixed signals, which is a lot of times you get with these strong women who also want to be like like they want to be a queen, but they also want to be a princess. <laughs> You can't you can't send these mixed miss um Wow, at me though. At me though, GL. Next time <laughs> at me when you say she wanna be a queen and a princess. Wow, triggered. Wow. I felt that. Okay. See, I tell on myself, you talking to me. Go ahead, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, it's like a lot of people feel that way. And it's it's as a um a man can't read your intentions and he doesn't know what's in your mind. He's only judging you off of like his ex-girlfriends like oh she liked this so i'm gonna do this oh she didn't like she didn't like me to get in her way so i'm gonna fall back and uh, dating is all about um 
bringing each other up on, uh, up to speed on who you are. So if you like to be um, somebody to take control of this and that, fall back. Understand where that's coming for before you even get to the whole pre-date process. It's like the first um, part of Men Don't Love Women Like You was all about dealing with those um, insecurities, that trauma, all those um, little quirks that everyone has and, and just fig- figuring out like, okay, who am I? Why do I act the way I do? How do I hit that switch and shift my way of thinking? So when I get to the dating stage, I don't have all that stuff standing in my way and stopping me, preventing me from dating the way I want to date. And it sounds like when she like um, Pierre saying it's like if you're just getting into um, your own way, it's like you got to check that before you even get to the dating space. Like it's, nothing's going to happen at this point. Like what is he supposed to do? That's your problem, not his problem. Mm, that's some good advice to conquer your own issue before you deep dive into why you're having um, a problem with this man. Like, well, what is your problem? Look at yourself in the mirror first. I like that. That's good advice. So my girl Shan writes, how do you define a date? I don't know why this is such a common question that women ask. I So I'm just going to throw it to you, they, but I got this over and over. I don't know they, what she they're not going on. Da- they're not going on dates. And they, they like they want to they don't try to move the goalposts like for real. What's really going on is and I've seen it. It's like even before the pandemic, they're hanging out with men and they're calling it a date. They're going over his house and they're calling it a date. They're sitting in this car and they're calling it a date. They're chilling outside of work after they both give up, get up, get off and they're calling it a date. It's that's what it's like. Oh, technically, we've been on four dates. If you count the times we smoked in his car, it's like we're not counting the time you smoked in his car and went to get McDonald's at 2 a.m. in the no, morning. Like, that's not, not McDonald's. But then uh, semantic, the semantics is, well, technically, if you do any activity with somebody else romantically, it's a date. That's the semantics. Well, but, how is it romantic at McDonald's? How does well, the romance even come alive? You'd be surprised on what some women... They just figure like if a man's in my my breathing area, it's romantic because <laughs> I like him. The breathing so area, cute. law, the standard, the standard, the ghetto. This no. this, one, this one woman told me she's like um she's like Gio, this guy t- I don't know what restaurant it was took me to this restaurant. No, it was Buffalo Wild Wings. Took oh, me there. I'm and, already uh, dead. <laughs> he wiped off the seat before they sat down. The and little bar stool thing. She wanted to get pregnant right there. Yeah, and she's currently pregnant by this. Oh, the <gasps> And she like um so I, I, I saw kidding. how it worked and she's like I know that sounds like a basic move but that's the most romantic thing any man's ever done to me and this woman was like 27 years old she I'm like light a match and set herself on fire she should just hang it up make so sure you send her the link to this podcast <laughs> I, I just stopped talking to her she, she she failed all the lessons got pregnant by a guy just because he rubbed your seat off yeah so I think that's what it comes down to is like on the whole date so I define of Anything could be a date, but in my world, if you're dating like a Spartan, a real date is when somebody takes you out on something they put effort into and they pre-planned it and it's a set amount of time at a set place and you're going to do a set activity. It's not just showing up, popping up, or casually hanging out like it's your, your homie on a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. 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 Wow. Whew. Wow. I just, my heart breaks. And I mean that in the best possible way. Like, how, what is the hanging out? What is the homie shit? Like, what is that about? Why does that attract y'all? What, what? I just have so many questions. I'm going to, God, we might have to do a whole nother episode just on why anybody would think that that is acceptable. Ladies, do better. Okay, so Abigail. Sometimes any, any attention is, is good attention to some people. 
that is the devil and that is a lie. So I don't want anybody listening. No Get Rich Crew. We do not do that. It's a no for y'all. We are 45 episodes in. You ladies should know better. But that's why I'm here. And that's why I have Gio here so that I can help those that need it. Um, Mm -hmm. Abigail wrote to me, what are some red flags that men see in women and what are some green ones? I think the uh, red flags always have to do with um, attitude because we're, especially when it comes to black men, mm-hmm. we're, we're always defined by our, our mother's attitudes. It's like we grew up in households where like moms can be a little bit overbearing or a little bit uh, controlling and all these things like the negative stereotypes. Like, you know, we don't mind us our mother. We love them. But like we don't want a drill sergeant when we, we uh, go to in your romantic life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we don't want somebody who can't say what they feel because a lot of times the big the biggest red flag is that a woman will start accusing a man of something that isn't true or making um jump into conclusions about something that her ex did oh you said you didn't go um you said we see each other this weekend she's like he's like i may have i said if i had time we could see each other this weekend no you that's not what you said it's like when you want to argue about what a man says when the real issue is that you feel sad because you didn't get to see him is a difference you can't really you could have just said that I wanted to see you and now I'm upset. Right. That's being real. But you don't want to be that vulnerable. So you lead with attacking a person. And so big red flags, especially that I hear from men or that I've seen from my friends, is that women who attack and get in their feelings over small things. It's like, what am I going to do with that? Yeah. I can't fix that. I can't fix a, a grown woman's attitude problems. Especially if. God forbid something real actually happens. Like you this mad about something so small. What are we going to do if we actually face a life issue? Like, are you going to break down and is it going to be a catastrophe? So I could imagine that. Oh yeah. Close out the window. Uh, the car smash. It's like, you don't want to even start that because like I said before, we as men date so many women before we get to a certain age. So it's like, we've seen the psycho behavior. We've seen like the introverted going to a shell, uh, passive aggressive behavior. So when we see Either of those extremes, like the woman that just shuts down and like ignores everything, like it's okay, it's fine, whatever. We don't want that. When we see the woman that's like rah 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 rah, we don't want that. So it's like okay, this woman's acting just like uh, Kim used to act back in the day. I don't want another Kim in my life. Goodbye. Next woman on roster, come on. Because you know, like as men, we always know we can get another woman. So like none none of that stuff is gonna be like oh you're so bad or you're so pretty or you're so funny that we're gonna be forced to keep dating you. Nah, bye. I don't want that attitude in my life. I got a mother. Yowza. Well, what would you consider a green flag? A green, like I said before, is just going Mm. left when every other woman went right. It's like having that personality where you can tell a person has dealt with their own stuff and they're open-minded and they know how to communicate and they, they, they speak to that little boy inside of us. Like we can chop up and have fun and it's not always so serious about where is this going? What is it going to be? It's like, like I said, a man knows within two weeks if you're the one. If you're sitting around talking about we've been on three dates, what's it going to be? It's like, geez, I'm, I'm, I just changed my mind because <laughs> you're one of those. We all know we all it's so much parody in dating. It's so much parody. Ooh. Like so many like when I get these emails like you probably saw when you got this Instagram thing, a lot of people ask the same thing and a lot of people have the same exact problems. Mm-hmm. It's so much parody in dating because a lot of humans are not different. They they do the same thing. They come from the same backgrounds. They have the same um, mental problems. So it's like it's all the same dating problems that I get week in and week out. It's like, Jesus, this the same person in Atlanta that lives in, in New York. You're the same right. exact person. Going to Copy the same and paste the same thing. story, it seems like. So 
the green flag is a woman who's just so different. That's why I like date like a Spartan. A man will always see you as different because you're not leaning on your insecurities. You're dating in confidence. You're dating from a place of your true self, which is not basic, which is not petty, which is not um, hampered down by all, all these um, feelings of like low vibe vibrational feelings it's like you gotta just unlock like who you are just be confident and let it flow and stop worrying about tomorrow and all this anxiety like that's what we want that's the green flags be securing yourself i love it that's fantastic advice i could not agree more let's be confident high self-esteem high vibrations y'all know that i keep preaching the same thing i love it so my next question comes from dmv she asks why does it take so long for a man to propose marriage my heart is breaking as I even repeat that, but you know, whatever. I'm just gonna do my job and give it to GL. So, in this world, we have game changers and we have placeholders. Oh, I already know where this is going. I read the book, y'all. I know what he's gonna say. So just hold your wig down because he's about to hurt your feelings. When I say a man only needs two weeks, two to four weeks to really lock you down, he knows that you're a game changer. When he's sitting on you for months after months after months, he can know your vibe. He knows how how cool you are, but in your mind, you still have these flaws that make you a placeholder. Like you're cool, but you're not the one. I'm going to slide you in this place as my girlfriend, but I'm still looking out for a unicorn. Mm -hmm. I know she's out there. Cause the thing about us men is like we never get down. Like oh, there's nothing nothing out there. We always know like oh, we our ego always tells us we can find that creme de la creme somewhere out there but i'm gonna slide her in there because she's been holding it down she's a nice girl we have good sex she cooks me food like he'll put you in that box he'll move you into his house you'll take care of him you become his ride or die but mm -hmm. he's not gonna give you that ring or he'll give you that ring and, and make you sit on that ring forever because he knows she's not the one i know the one's out there for me and she's not it but i want to shut her up and keep her on this this team Ooh, and um that is big facts right there that's why you see so many of these girls on a five, six, seven, eight, nine year engagement. Like you look stupid, sis. If he wanted to marry you, he would have married you a long time ago. You are not good enough to be his wife in his eyes. Like, he is settling for you temporarily while keeping that option open. Like that's why you see these engagements go for so long. That finally breaks up. And then he's married to the next bitch in six months because she knew what time it was. She set her standard and he fell for her and didn't have a choice. That was it. Oh, yeah. And they hate that. They hate that when like and one of the things I always hear is like, I don't want to let go of him for him to go marry another woman. So you want to sit with him and be his placeholder and to continue keep him from to waste time woman? and like, continue what? you from being off the market to date somebody else. That's yeah. the dumbest backwards thing I've ever heard. Like in their minds, like if he can change for her, why can't he change for me? It's not about you changing. ain't it. Sis. You're not. Yeah, you're not it. <laughs> when I had um when uh, my first book, Solving Single, came out, I did this uh book signing and uh, I went back to, to uh, Maryland and my brother and his girlfriend was there. And they everybody's asking questions. And she's like, hey, I'm like, why is she asking the question? And I'm like, you, you know me. We just right, was in the in house. Real life, right. And so um, she's like, uh, do you think your brother will ever marry me? I'm like, no. He Ooh. told me he was never going to marry you a few years ago. Wait, did you say that in front, at the book signing? Yeah, he laughed. <gasps> and she cried. Oh, no. Poor baby. Now, see, she, she played herself she stayed, by asking that. For another three years. See? And she knew what type of time it was. That's, oh, no. Yeah. Well, to all my listeners that are in that situation, if you were looking for a sign to leave that man, this is it. This GL told you. He knew 
whether you were the one or not many, many moons ago. So all that sitting around hoping, praying, wishing doesn't exist. You wasted his time and yours. Get out of there ASAP. Okay. My next question comes from love. Love asks, what is the biggest difference between the dating advice men seek from you and the advice women seek? Which is so interesting because you were just saying how many similarities there are, but what is the biggest uh, difference between the dating advice? With uh, men, it's twofold. Um, one one part is that men come to me when they want to get their woman back. Oh, okay. Like I messed up. I did something wrong. It's not always even uh, cheating. I think cheating's only been been like a handful of times. It's like other stuff about like not paying their attention. Not um, a big thing in in deep relationships is like a woman starts to feel like she's no longer appreciated because you're no longer going on dates. You're no longer getting the romantic gifts. It's like you stop. And like even the sex, like a lot of times sex is involved too. It's like you're not even having the, the type of sex you had when you first went to honeymoon stage. So a lot of men come to me um, and they're usually older men, like in their 30s or one guy was even in his, his late 40s. And he was the funniest because like his slang when he wrote me his emails was funny. <laughs> but um, he was a good dude. And he like basically like, should I dress different? Um, should I take her to, to, to these places? Because I really don't want to lose her because she is my everything. And it's like. That's sweet. You got you got to start appreciating her again. You got to make her feel special because, like you know, these women they see what these these younger women or these newer women out there are doing. They see these dates and these vacations, and they've been with this guy for seven years, and like we don't even go anywhere but to the supermarket. Yep. We order food all the time. Yep. Yeah, and they, they want to feel like you know they're just as loved as, the, as these young people in these new relationships. So I think that was one of the biggest things I get is like, how do I get her back, and how do I rekindle this fire in our relationship? Mm-hmm. Because they don't they don't know like, you know, a lot of times men don't have all the answers about how to make a woman happy. They know how to get them, they know how to pursue, but keeping a woman is like, I just keep doing the same thing, right? No, you gotta you gotta keep keep stepping it up every few months every few weeks you got to do it like with my wife like I always I never tell her anything about what we're, we're we're going well not all the time but like I always buy her random gifts I always take her to random places and she'll be like shocked and surprised like oh I didn't know we were going here like and, like how long you've known me like you know this is what I do I'll, I'll, I'll surprise you with stuff and keep you on your toes and so that's usually my advice for them is like you got to keep these women on their toes and, and make them feel special and then the, the other side and this is I'm actually going to write about this next month. It's um sneak peek, y'all. A lot of these younger men, they don't know how to get women. They don't know how to be confident in their own skin enough to like approach women or the uh, even online. They don't know how to shoot their shot in the DM and they're not on the date naps or they get date naps don't get messages back. And um, my one little friend um in particular, he's been writing me for a few years now, and he never really asked me for like deep advice he shares with me the stuff he's reading as far as like the red pill stuff and that's how i know about all these the other male relationship advice people who like tell these men you gotta um you gotta brainwash her you gotta give her mixed signals you gotta um it's a whole world of advice from men telling other men how to basically gaslight women and he subscribes, he subscribes to this stuff because he's like i know um what you say you know just be confident he's like but i don't think that's enough to get today's women because they want money they want this so i think i need another edge so he goes to these sites these red pill sites on reddit and on youtube and um uh i can't remember the guy uh i can't remember the name of the author it's a lot of popular authors write this stuff i think the game is the biggest book but yes yeah, it's, it's a lot of these guys out here who are dating you are reading this stuff and they're trying to play game minds with your um play games with your mind and 
I don't I hate to see it. I'm like, dude, you're gonna get some girls like that, but what girls are you gonna get with this type of mentality? Damaged women. Mm-hmm. And you by playing these games, you're just gonna make her that much worse. mad or that much worse and like you're not going to win the end. You may get the sex, but what are you going? You're not going to get love if you're a young man that truly wants to find a connection. Doing that type of stuff is not going to work. But he still sends me the links and and what do you think about this one? This new guy is like it's never going to work. Oh, so that diff- breaks my heart. I've women, never heard of those. Women want love a lot of times, and I see some of these men just want to like be popular and get the clout of of having a trophy. Women they don't really want the love. They just want the sex. Ugh, gross. Heartbreaking. Ugh. And I hope you girls are paying good attention to this because obviously GL knows he's on the receiving end of the information. So don't lie to yourself and think something that is not real. These are the receipts. This is what's going on. And you need to be ahead of the game and prepared for what is coming to you. Uh, so we are going to pivot because I want to talk about the other books in your catalog. But first, we need to get rich tip of the week you are a published author you podcast you do public speaking you do it all so i know you've got a good get rich tip for me this week invest in bitcoin no uh <laughs> okay what no is I, I would say um, right now hello yeah, I was like, geez, I, I forgot I had Bitcoin until I saw the numbers. I was like, wow. It's like, and that's the way to do some of them. You set it and forget it. Leave it alone. It'll make oh, money. Oh, yeah. Like when people come to me was like asking about stock market, like, oh, do you invest in the stock market? I was like, of course. It's like, but that's money like you don't even think about or touch. It's like, yeah, that's you, over there somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. you like you buy it every month and just let it sit. It's like, that's the way you do it. But I think uh, my main tip, it's like, um, forget about money and do what you love. I think. 2020, a lot of people had a lot of time on their hands, but no money to spend on their little trips or their little clothes and, you know, exposed a lot of depression. Like money in itself doesn't make creative people happy. Creating, expressing, moving that light in the money you need is going to flow for, flow to you. It's like every I've never done anything just for, for money. Like I've done it because I love it. I have passion for it. And the money came as it went. And it's like everyone gets down like, oh, these bills and this and that. Especially when I've, I got out of college, I didn't have any money and I like I gotta move to LA that's where I need to be and I had like five hundred dollars in my bank account and everybody's like oh you you need to stay in Baltimore for another year I was like no I packed up and I moved with negative in my account and you know the rest is history and it's just you gotta take um a risk on yourself and you gotta know that like you know the money will come it's like anything that you're doing creatively is gonna lead to financial opportunities and you gotta be smart enough of course to take those know when those opportunities are there to make money but at the same time like don't revolve your world around the the money stuff it's like i love that i think in two years of my show no one has ever said don't focus on the money but i like (laughs) the show is called get rich so no one's ever said that but i think that is fantastic advice if you focus on what you're good at what you love what you're passionate about who you can serve with said talent the money will come like that's a a great takeaway yeah it's like for me, it's like I'll I'll get calls that'll lead to like crazy amounts of money just because like I'm I'm not even actively doing enough. I'm just living my life and doing stuff. But like I've created this this world and this life where it's like, you know, um, it's gonna come. Like you just gotta know like whatever you're doing, like if the money's gonna gonna keep coming if you're just moving in the right way. And like one of my favorite quotes was from this dude, um, T. Harv Eckhart, and he said, um. Rich people believe I create my life. Poor people believe life happens to me. And it's like, 
I know I create my life. And at the end of the day, like, be a creator, not a reactionary being. And, you know, the money's going to flow to you. I love it. Y'all write that down. Uh, so you have authored six books outside of Date Like a Spartan. And um, each book is poignant and controversial because that's just who you are. So I want to run with each of your books and uh, find out exactly who each book is meant for. Like, tell me who needs to read this book. Is that a deal? Let's go. I haven't even thought about my books in so long. This is going to be fun. Well, that's what I'm here (laughs) for. That's why I'm me. Okay, that's my job. So number one, She Ain't It. Who? First of all, that title is wild, like all your titles. But who should read She Ain't It? Everyone. I think um, it's it's meant for men. The funny thing, it's meant for, for the men because, like I said, the guys will send me emails. They had, like, the problem, like, how do I get a woman? And then another big problem is that you're getting these women who don't appreciate you. It's like you're, 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 you're so not compatible with this woman, but you want to make it work. And you don't realize she's not the one for you, but she's so pretty or she's so whatever. And she's just got you in this web. It's like, dude, you got to realize, like, that she, she ain't it. She ain't it. <laughs> But at the same time, like the women have responded to that book in such a, a, a wild way because you I break in this book. I break down like the, the worst traits that women had. Like when you talk about red flags, like the red flags are literally it's not said in like a, a misogynistic or mean ways. It's like this is how this woman is. Here's an example. This is how this woman is. And here's an example It's like. The Steve Harvey misthink like a man woman. The um, I'm a savage, fake, strong woman. Um, I want to be your mother woman. All these type, all these types that I've seen giving advice to women, I put them in these categories. And the women's like, oh my God, I'm that woman. I'm that woman. I'm that woman. I know they're it's identifying a, themselves. Yeah, while this they're is a book for men, but like this has helped me identify my traits because no one's ever called me out like this. And so it calls out these very easy to see traits in women it's like oh i didn't even notice that and so that's the um, book for men but it's also for women heard heard all right that's a good one that seems like that would be a good jumping point if you have never read any of gl's books maybe that's a good one to even start with because you'll kind of know where to go next um your second book is how i found you an american classic honestly like you need a, a fucking pulitzer for this whole tactics you should have a um something. What else is a good prize? What do they give you? Like an Oscar? Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> you need an Emmy, a, a, a Peabody, something. Hotel yeah. Tactics. Who should be reading Hotel Tactics? Hotel Tactics. If for any woman that's ever felt devalued and powerless, Hotel Tactics will get you on your way to like becoming the strongest you've ever been in your life because it's all about mind games. It's all about knowing how the the male mind works and knowing how to flip it in a reverse psychology way. But like, and one of my favorite um, thotties told me, she's like, you write, <laughs> you write in a way where someone as stupid as me used this book and was able to level up. I'm like, I'm sure you're not stupid. She's like, no dog, I'm, I'm kind of retarded, but you wrote this book so simple with so many good uh, examples that I was able to do whatever, whatever. And she's sending me like receipts and, and all this other stuff. I'm like, well, good for you. Um, I still don't think you're that that stupid. But no, it's it's, it's written in a way where it's concise, it's clear. Um, it's basically like a, a quick book you can read to like, okay, if I'm dating somebody, 
this is how I can get them to spend money on me. If I'm working somebody in a finesse way where I really don't even like them, this is how I get them to spend money on me. If I'm in a relationship and my boyfriend or husband doesn't pay attention to me, this is how I can get them to reset and spend money on me like they used to when we were first dating. So it's basically for like single women, women who don't even want love. And then the last half of the book is for women who are actually in a relationship with their uh, a man they love and how to you know reset the table of, of getting treated. That is, man, that is an American classic. That is a novel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let me tell y'all something. That is, oh, and by the way, I will link all of GL's books in the show notes like I always do. I'll link his podcast. You guys will have every way to um, support him and purchase from him and, you know, share the knowledge. I got y'all like I always do. All (laughs) right. The third book, The Unicorn Delusion. Who is that book for? The Unicorn Delusion should only be read after you read Men Don't Love Women Like You. Okay. Or Whole Tactics. Because what that book started off was it was like the um a lot of the bonus chapters from my books where they were like they came became like little essays. Like, you know, I do the um, blogs and articles on my website, but this was like more in depth, these are like long chapters. So they were like bonus chapters in the books, and I'm like, well, I have these bonus chapters that like kinda people need to, to hear and and get a, a, a sense of and so like it's for anybody like just wants to pick up and go through a chapter because the chapters are kind of um self-explanatory and like all right if i'm going through this let me read this like the the best one i think is the last chapter was about meditation a lot of people don't know how to unplug from the world meditate and then spartan back up like we always like get in our own head it's like you go on a bad date or you go on a good date and you feel like wow i'm losing my power i'm getting swept up again like the old me is coming back the unicorn delusion is like kind of like take a break Read a few chapters. Now get your energy back and go out again. Like it's a, it's a great um like a reset. Reset. Heard. Okay, but you got to read one of the other books first. Heard that. Number four, Solving Single. Who should be reading Solving Single? Solving Single was my first book, so it's like it's basically like the best of my website. It's like if you want to like introduction <laughs> introduction on like how I talk, my philosophy, and like. If you can't handle that book and like you don't like the cursing and definitely don't go get whole tactics. Yeah, you're not gonna like any. If you don't like that book and you don't like the tone of it, then never read any of my stuff because it's it's not for you. Um, I don't want to call you a snowflake, but if the shoe fits. But uh, but you know that was my first book and it's like a lot of the the general knowledge and um pretty pretty uh straightforward information like if you're a virgin, if you're a single mom, if you're um. If you just got ghosted, if all these all these little like side stories about like whatever situation you're in, it kind of gives you a quick down and dirty way of like how to get out of it. Heard that. Okay. Next, we've got men don't love women like you. Now, this is the book. This is the big one. Okay. This this book contains like this is like me building on everything that I've I've written and learned over the years is like what's the real problem when it comes to dating and dating. it, It isn't about like what men you meet, where you go to meet men, all this other stuff. It's all about what you project and who you are as a person. And so men don't love women like you, which is like a brutal title because it hurts a lot of feelings. But if you get to the end of the book, you'll see, you'll see it all comes three, um, 360. But um, it's basically for people who want to deal with internal trauma, who want to deal with those mommy or daddy issues, who want to deal with those ex-boyfriend issues. Like if you've been abused, if you've been... um molested as a kid if you've been um uh in school bullied it's like all those issues that people go through but they don't want to talk about and they don't want to pay for therapy 
this is a book that you can pick up and it can help you kind of fill your own holes and deal with your own um, demons uh, and issues. Demons, yeah, exactly. So that book is, and that's the first half of the book. And then Date Like a Spartan was in that book as um, the second part. But what I noticed was like, people would race to the whole Date Like a Spartan book because they just cared about dating. And then they would send me emails like, well, this happened. I'm like, why are you still dating and you got all these daddy issues? Well, mm-hmm. I'm like, you didn't read any of the first part of the book. He's like, oh, I love yes, that you say that. that. People didn't even read the first half of the book. They just ran because they want to get to the part like the first date, the second date. They want to see the oh, what happens on a house date? They want to get to those parts. It's like, no, before you even go there, you got to deal with the stuff inside your own head and like that's hard for a lot of people like you might uh, have to stick like a password in the book somewhere like uh some type of uh phrase and then they can't buy the second book until they found the phrase hidden in the first book because i should have did that the first half is so vital it's no point in you deep diving into dating like a spartan when you don't even realize what your issues are exactly you're not even spartan and it says boldest day stop do not read until you da 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 or take a break. And they someone else listen. send me an email like, oh my God, I just read your whole book in one one um one on a uh, night. I'm like, you read that whole book in one night and you and clearly you got to that part where it says stop and kept going. So you already broke the rules. That's why you're sending me this email because you messed listen. you messed up. So listen. yeah, um that's and then that's they a, wonder why they're pregnant by the Amazon Prime guy. All exactly. upside down. Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm saying prayers for y'all. Uh the last one in this collection is dating during and after the pandemic yeah that was for um that was one i did just for like um not just for but it was for my website and i gave it to like all the members of my website because i kept getting the 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 answer the questions and i was working on date like a spartan reloaded and i was like well let me put this out and get some feedback about what people are doing and how it's working because you know i don't want to write anything in any of these books and not know it worked like if i wrote whole text i know like all right these whole things have worked X and of times and these things haven't worked. So when I write this book, this is what it's going to be about. So when I did the reloaded part, like I can't write a chapter on online dating and dating during a pandemic unless I've been able to see it work and put it out there. So that was the um basically the catalyst so I can do the reloaded book. So that's just like if you need a quick book to read about dating during a pandemic, pick that one up. Um, And it's a fun read. I love it. What a collection. Sheesh, I need to get to writing because I haven't written my first anything. And you are on like seven books. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm only going to do one book and I'm out. And I don't want to do you know, I'm like, Look at you now. Exactly. <laughs> Look at you now. So before I let you go, you've given so much value. As an author, this is like a really exciting question for me to ask you. What book has changed your life? What book would you recommend to the people outside of dating? Just something that has moved you or inspired you to write in any way? Like, let us know what we should be reading ASAP outside of G.L. Lambert books. I think the most impactful book of the last, I would say, 10 years has been uh, The Theory of Everything by Jed McKenna. Mm -hmm. Okay, tell me a little bit about um, that one. No, the, the title, like the theory of everything is kind of like is it's a cool title because it basically describes what the book is. It's basically this philosophy on like this is what the world is. And when you when you when you when you truly real, with, if you're being real with yourself and you look at what the world is and like we're just people floating on a rock. We're evolved apes who created this society and this culture and all these rules for each other. But at the end of the day, it's like. It's it's. 
it's hard to explain it because it's like it's it goes so deep and it's like revealing the um basically he does away with all the bullshit of like your emotions and, and your your religious beliefs and your um your personality disorders and it's like who you are you basically can create who you are at any moment and i've used a lot of what he he's written in uh, men don't love women like you it's like at the end of the day we all tell each other stories like who, your personality is just a character you're playing who you tell yourself you are like who are you really if you like really sit down and meditate and think about it you're who your parents molded you to be you who your friends expect you to be but who are you truly as a person and that book really gets into like breaking down the like false self and really getting into like the deeper meaning of like the theory of everything so i i, I highly recommend it. it's a it's not an easy book to read it does take some work and it's, he does it and we talk about putting codes in there like he 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 writes this book in a way where not everybody can pick it up and get the information. It's not like the secret where you're like, hey, this is microwave um, philosophy for people who just want to attract a better life. This is like some deep work where like he basically calls out everything is bullshit and, and, and challenges you to like really look at yourself in the mirror. Yikes. Um, a, I love the concept. B, I love the title. C, I'm going to get it because I am a big fan. Like it's all fantastic to have affirmations and, and fluff and memes and cute pictures. But the more important thing is the deep dive into why things are the way they are and what of that is so important that you can't let go and change your life. So I'm a big fan. I love the name of that book. GL, it has been a pleasure to have you today. I knew it would be. I knew it was going to be iconic. Yeah, I'm, I'm finally glad you 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 shot me the invite after all this time of playing games and not telling me nothing about nothing. Uh, and know. you know what? I'm I'm happy you got this platform. Happy a lot of these people listen to you. And um, you know what? When you're on uh, MSNBC, just don't forget about me. And you know, I you know. got you. I'm gonna be shouting you out. I got you. Don't you even worry about it. MSNBC, y'all better come with that check if you listening. <laughs> Everything over here is. Ex- Expensive, so don't be coming, you, you know, don't be coming crazy. Um, I am going to link all of GL's information in the show notes, you guys, like I always do. I love you so much, and I will see you guys next week. Thank you, G. Thank you. You're gonna come to my show and tell me about this hinge, this hinge boyfriend. And oh yeah. All your dating experiences, uh, and sure. I, I want to, I want to be with one asking, asking questions. Oh God. Okay, guys, I will keep right. y'all posted on that episode. All right, guys, that's gonna do it for me. This week on Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying, again, I want to thank G.L. Lambert for joining me. How good was this episode? This guy had all the answers to you guys, juiciest questions, and I really appreciate him for joining me on the show. Again, I appreciate you guys for always liking and subscribing and commenting and reviewing and emailing me. Keep it up. It's Asia at GetRichOrGetDrunkTrying.com and connect with me on Twitter and Instagram as well. Bye, babes.